Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. Unlike nine out of ten people, your mind is irrepressible, and this threatens authority. You were born to be a revolutionary. and it wants them eliminated. So your whole life you've been told your strengths are weaknesses. Now I'm telling you otherwise. Your impulsivity is a gift. Impulses are your key to the miraculous. Your distractibility is an artifact of your inspired creativity. Your mood swings reflect the natural pulse of life. They give you unstoppable energy when you're high, deep soulful insight when you're low. Diagnosed with a disorder, that society's latest way to deny its own illness by pointing the finger at you. Your addictive personality is just a symptom of your vast, underused capacity for heroic creative expression and spiritual connection. Your utter lack of repression, your wide-eyed idealism, your unmitigated open mind. Didn't anyone ever tell you? Of the flame. Wayseers have an unexplainable. 
Suppression blocks most people's awareness of the way. Censoring all thoughts and impulses from the unconscious is their prefrontal cortex, the Gestapo of the brain. Nothing which violates its socialized programming even gets through. But your mind is different. Your mind has been cracked wide open to the way. By some miraculous genetic trait, some psychotropic chemical, or maybe even by the will of your own soul, your brain's reward pathways have been hijacked. Dopamine employed to overthrow the fascist dictatorship of your prefrontal cortex. Now your brain is free of repression. Your mind free of censorship. Your awareness exposed to the turbulent seas of the unconscious. Through this open doorway, divine light shines into your consciousness, showing you the way. This is what makes you a wayseer. 90% of human civilization is populated with those whose brains are blocked to the way. Their brains are hardwired to enforce the social programming indoctrinated since birth. Unlike you, they cannot break out of this programming, because they have not yet experienced the necessary revolution of mind. These program people take social institutions and rules very seriously. Society is full of games programmed to keep people's minds occupied so they will not revolt. These games often cause sick fixations on peculiar protocols, power structures, taboos, and domination, all subtle forms of human bondage. This distinct form of madness is not only tolerated by the masses, but insisted upon. The program ones believe in rules so forcefully, they become willing to destroy anyone who violates them. Wayseers are the ones who call their bluff. Since wayseer minds are free to reject social programming, wayseers readily see these social institutions for what they are, imaginary games. Wayseers comfort the disturbed, Helping those who are lost in these games and refuse to help themselves is the calling of many wayseers. Since wayseers are the ones who keep contact with the original source of reality, they are able to disrupt societal conventions and even governments to realign humanity with the way. The wayseers are an ancient lineage, a kind of priesthood, carriers of the flame, ones in the know. There must always be wayseers to reform the dizzying psychotic
Hi, and welcome to the Ask Sue show. Um, we have got a very, very special show tonight. Um, obviously, we're going to be doing more than talking just about, obviously, the things that have unfolded in the last couple of days. But first of all, before we start, I want to read out a poem that I found on Facebook, and unfortunately, I don't know the author, so please, if anybody does know, but if anybody would like to share that with me, that would be brilliant. But it actually says, here is a letter sent down from above from the 27 newest angels in heaven. When tomorrow starts without me and I am not there to see, if the sun should rise and find your eyes all filled with tears for me, I wish so much you wouldn't cry the day you did today, the way you did today, while things of the many things we didn't get to say. I know how much you love me, as much as I love you, and each time that you think of me, I know you'll miss me too. But when tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name and took me by the hand and said my place was ready in heaven far above and I'd have to leave behind all those I dearly loved. But as I turned to walk away, a tear fell from my eye for all my life I'd always thought I didn't want to die. I had so much to live for, so much left yet to do. It seemed almost impossible that I was leaving you. I thought of all the yesterdays, the good ones and the bad. I thought of all the love we shared and all the fun we had. If I could really relive yesterday, just even for a while, I'd say goodbye and kiss you and maybe see you smile. But then I fully realized that this could never be, for emptiness and memories would take place of me. And when I thought of worldly things I might miss come tomorrow, I thought of you when I did. My heart was filled with sorrow. But when I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home. When God looked down and smiled at me for his great golden throne, he said, this is eternity and all I've promised you. Today's your life on earth is past, for here life starts anew. I promise no tomorrow, but today it will always last. And since each day's the same way, there's no longing for the past. You have been so faithful, so trusting and so true. Though there were times you did some things you knew you shouldn't do. But you have been forgiven and now at last you're free. So won't you come and take my hand and share my life with me? So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're apart. But every time you think of me, I'm right here in your heart. I know there is a lot of people at the moment that have got anger, resentment, upset, heartache, unforgiving thoughts, but where do we start? Well, firstly, I want to bring um, say that I want to say to people that, you know, I always sit in the garden fence, and my first part of sitting on the garden fence is I want to send my sincere sympathies to all of the families of the children and the teachers. But I also include the family of the guy that actually did it too. He was the one that pulled the trigger. He was the one that did it. There's a lot of people out there that will go against the family because it's his family. His family did not pull the trigger. These people lost their mum and their son or their grand 
and their uncle or whatever that day too. And whatever was going in his mind, we will never know. Even people that knew him will never know exactly what was going on in his mind that day. Nobody will ever, ever know. Nobody can say it was this, it was that, or that. Nobody will ever know exactly what made him do everything that he did. That does not make, make it right by any means. But the amount of people have inboxed me today and said to me, but Sue, this is only 27 children that have died. You know, we have got this all over the world. And I say to people, exactly. I have been crying out for weeks and weeks for more people to join my show, to share the links, to come together as one, to stand up to the government, to make a change, to wake up and smell the roses, because we need to make change. Here is the time for change. This is when we all need to stand together and say that enough is enough. That is 27 people too many. Laws have got to be changed. Things have got to change. And tonight, let's, let's go, we can go through these changes. There's going to be people that say to me, well, there's so many laws. What laws? What, murder? We've already got a law for that. It's a bigger picture. It's a massive picture. But do you know what? I want to say something before I go on to my first lovely caller. I want to say to people... There is one main group I blame. It's the same word I use every single week, every single show. Society. Us. Every single one of us. Because we are all scared of our governments. We are too scared for change. Nobody will stand together shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's got an ego of, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do a bigger event. I want to do a bigger group. I want to do all on my own. Get a grip. Does it matter who started the event? Does it matter who started a group? Let's just all get together shoulder to shoulder and stand up for change. Now, I'm going to go to my first call before it starts into a major rant. So anybody wants to call in, 347-327-9694. That's, my head's just totally gone then. 347-327-9694. Or if you're calling in from the UK, please call in on 001. 347-327-9694. And we'll, of course, go to our first caller, which I know is my lovely Howard. How are you doing, Howard? Okay, so it's been, um, to say the least, a very emotional emotional couple of days for all of us. I had a very emotional week myself with my wife going for emergency surgery. And uh, you know, I've been very, very reflective today when they, you know, when I kissed her goodbye before she went into the operating room, you know, I just got a sinking gut in my stomach. And, you know, I think no matter how much we love people, I think that, to a point, all of us, I can't speak for everyone, but I think sometimes I take things for granted. And I'm just so grateful she came out and she's okay. She's my world. She's my soulmate. She's my best friend. And, you know, my words, my words cannot express 
you know, the thoughts that are going through myself, you know, to those families back there. And, you know, sometimes sometimes I guess we're not supposed to understand, but I I certainly know that the media has, you know, done some hyping about the illness of the shooter and this and that. And I think right now, basically it's a grieving time. I think right now the next couple of days, I mean, we have, I mean, we can imagine, but we really have no clue. There's been the movie, the movie theater shooting. There was a shooting in the mall this week, and it's just, um, just very sad. And to anyone listening right now, please go ahead and hug a loved one today, a family member, whoever, your pet, whoever, and hug them hard. Because you know something, when you go to work tomorrow or you go out in the car, you just don't know. You just don't know what the next moment's going to bring. And I think it being holiday time. I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to misunderstand this, but I think the loss is even going to be any, you know, harder. Christmas is 12 days away, so like you said, to get into the head of the shooter, we don't know. We just, you know, it's just a very, um, very, very unfortunate situation. Sue, so do we have a caller on hold? Because someone is calling in from Connecticut. It would be a seven-something area code. Just want to see if she's on hold yet. Right. Okay. No, we haven't got a seven-one. Seven-one. Is that it? No. Seven one? No, there is no seven one. Is there any seven? Any area code with a seven? No. Okay, okay. So, you know, the media, they've been talking about, you know, the mental illnesses. And I have to tell you, Sue, um, you know, a couple of, you know, you know, my parents always told me, you know, about drinking and driving. And, you know, I just want to say something. I might have gotten into the gun issue, but, you know, a car's a weapon, too. You know, you can have you can have a kid teenager this happened to me when i was a kid my mom reminded me kid was 16 i don't even know if he had his license drinking up and he had a history of drinking and his parents left the car keys like right in the open and the kid went ahead took the car out and nearly killed himself so you know cars a weapon too and it has to you have to be there has to be a lot of responsibility involved there was a guy here in la five six years ago about 90 years old plowed through a farmer's market and killed two children didn't even go to jail and, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, he's old and this. I don't care how old he is. The man was not responsible. It's responsibility. And, um, you know, I think we're, you know, I think I think that's where a lot of it has to start. But to the families, Sue, all of us, our, our hearts just go out to the people, in, you know, in that area. And it's just, Absolutely. Um, it's just a heartbreaking situation. Well, I remember when um, going back, oh, it was, must be 15 years ago now, I think. Um, if not, but I don't even, I can't even think how long. But I think it's about 15 years ago that we had um, a young girl that was killed in Shropshire. Um, she was murdered. And I know what the community was like at that time. And we, it, was, it was a very small town, very pretty well close-knit, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you know, to everybody in Connecticut and, and all around those areas, you know, no words that we can say tonight or any night is going to change anything. And I just send my love out to all of you. Having lost a daughter around Christmas time myself, I know that no time in the year is a good time, but Christmas time, I just think it's horrendous for anybody that loses a child. Um, and, you know, to be, you know, everybody's saying to each other, have you been and got your Christmas presents? Have you done this? Have you done that? Reality check, everybody. Presents are not what Christmas is all about, is it? I am just grateful this Christmas for my for my children being in my life, being part of my life, that they're okay. And I say that and they're not very well at the moment, but they're here and they're okay. 
does it really matter if they've got an iPod? Does it matter if they've got solitaire? Does it matter if you bought them a notebook? Come on, re reality check for all of us. Does it matter about anything really? You know, but the thing is that I want to say to everybody, we need to get this community spirit back together. The community spirit that we get on Facebook when something happens like this, the vibes I get off people, it's beautiful. People are sharing love between each other. People are sharing beautiful comments. People are getting together on an event and making a difference to people. You know, and they're sending cards and stuff to people. But people, you need to see that we need this 24-7 all year round for each other. You know, we need to, people need to think, okay, you know, this was 27 children in one, you know, 27 people in one school. And my heart bleeds for every single one of those family members. I mean, I, I can't even bear to think what it must be like. But on the other side of this, imagine having been in China where all of these poor children are being killed every single day just because they're a girl. Imagine for all these children that are being abused every single day. They don't even get a mention on Facebook. There is more out there that we need to do as well. And if, if I don't, if you know, if we don't learn anything else from this, it means that we need to keep this community spirit and this love being shared all of the time. Those kids cannot die for no reason. Those kids have got to make, make a purpose. If nothing else, I'm just asking everybody, not just for Christmas, not just for today because of those children and those teachers and the families, please just share the love to everybody all of the time. It doesn't need to be a negative world anymore. Right. We've got so many ways to pass messages, to meet friends, to talk to people from all over the world. Why does it have to be nasty? Why does it have to be a competition? Let's, for those children that cannot continue their lives, make our lives 20 times better over each and every single one of us, but also make the people who aren't having such a good life at the moment, let's help them. Whether it be that old lady that lives two doors down who doesn't see anybody, who struggles to get a shopping every week, or that person that's a young person who's just got drugs the other day, who's actually making a difference in their life because they stopped. Right. None of us are in a position to judge anybody. It doesn't matter what's wrong with them. We've, we're, none of us are perfect. We've all got our insecurities. We've all got problems in our lives. And this guy had a problem too. And I grant you, and before everybody shoots me down, at the end of the day, this guy had an issue. He obviously had a mental issue or something was wrong. But it doesn't matter about the issue. The issue was immaterial. How did that guy get the gun? How did that guy get into a school? How did he get as far as he did? Not every, nobody can just blame him. I blame society because we let all of these things happen. We've got thousands of paedophiles, and I go on about these people. We've got thousands and thousands of paedophiles that walk in our streets every single day. How many people are actually making a stand and getting them off our streets? That's a good point, Sue. There's loads of space that we could chuck out in the water, but I just think having to go at one person to do this, he did do that. Right, okay, he served his service. He's no longer here, okay? And he did all that, and he took all those children. And I'm, I can't even see the chat at the moment, but I dread to think of the comments I'm getting. But <laughs> at the end of the day, there is more than just him to blame for this. That's right. It's just not one person. It's never one person, Sue. No, it isn't. 
two. The area code could be a two hundred three also if you see anyone there. Oh yeah, I've got a two hundred three. Yep. That's, um, yeah, that, that's Brenda from Connecticut. Right. Um, and just to let everybody know, I will be taking phone calls. But obviously, we need myself and Howard just need to bring a few things down the open and everything. So anybody who's waiting on the line, please hold there. We will be to you very shortly. Um, and sorry, did you say Brenda, Howard? Yes, I believe it's Brenda from Connecticut. Yes. Hi, is this Brenda? Yes, it is. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. How are you? Hi, Howard. Hi, Sue. How are you today? I'm okay, thank you. Firstly, Brenda, let we, re just, let we me really appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Brenda, how far how far do you live from the school? We're about 15 minutes away, about 10 to 12 miles, seven or eight exits down our interstate, a little wow. bit closer to my parents' house, very mm -hmm. familiar the area and the town, mm -hmm. very close-knit community, um, a lot of, there's a lot of outpouring in the surrounding towns, as you can imagine, there's vigils being held everywhere in parks and football fields, um, town greens, mm -hmm. the, the outpouring of affection is one of, the, it's just unbelievable, there was a church last night that held that was full of capacity, and there were still six to 700 people outside the church. Wow. wow. For one of the vigils that was just last night, and then mm. there's been all day today. It's just been ongoing. Very sad, very, very sad. And I would think the media is all over the place. I'm sure it's overwhelming for the people in the community. Yeah, I think to, to an extent, I think it might for some people, it's almost like a spectacle now. They're going to see where I think they should let the communities, the local communities maybe, just, you know, get together and a lot, because there's so much going on there. The children have and the adults have been removed from the school. Mm -hmm. uh, they have so a couple more identifications tomorrow, I believe. It's the shooter and his mother. Uh -huh. uh, that we just had a news conference with the police chief or the lieutenant of the state police. Um, apparently the mother was not a teacher at the school, but she may have been a volunteer. Mm -hmm. uh, our chief medical examiner did seven autopsies alone today of, of all first graders. <sighs> and each one of those children suffered at least three gunshot wounds by a mm. three assault rifle. Oh, they did not even know if the nine millimeter guns were used in this shooting. This is just an atrocity. Oh, it devastated no. the world. It's this is uncalled for. There's no reason this should have happened. Brenda, do you know anyone personally who was any family members or anyone personally? Um, a, good, a good friend of mine lost her friend's son. Oh my goodness. And oh. I have a couple others that have been posting. We have um which I'm gonna post on the Go Green page and um ask Sue, Sue page, um there's a couple of foundations being set up to help with um, the families with arrangements. Bodies are starting to be released to funeral homes. It's just a complete tragedy. Just yeah, please put that on the S Sue link on the and the and the event room. Whatever we can do. With since yesterday alone, the school has 1.1 million Facebook hits, wow. uh, likes on the site alone. Wow, wow. But do you know what, Brenda? I'm obviously you were listening to what I was saying, but, you know, why is it that we can get one million hits when something happens, 
but we try to get people together to try and get the world to to make a better place, and we can't get a million hits. It's, I don't understand that either. I mean, they say it takes a village. Well, the village never stops. It should continue. Every day you got to keep going. You can't just wait for the next news story and forget about it. Yep. This is something that's ongoing. It's been ongoing. Um, it started years back. It's and it's sad to say, but I don't think that this is going to be the end of it. No, it won't be. It won't. No, be. No, the next one, and then this will just be the second worst in history, unless in American history, unless of course something else worse happens. And God forbid, I don't wish that at all, and I don't think any of us do. As well as my my heart and prayers and thoughts go out to the 22 children that were slashed in China yesterday as well mm. by a knife-wielding slasher. And yeah. they all survived, from what I understand, but they were all cut at an elementary school. And then a week ago, we had a shooting in a mall here. Yes. And I and I actually work in a mall, and that's so you know that's so that's always on my mind. So Brenda, can you tell us the school was what kindergarten through fourth um, grade? Is that is that yes. correct? K through four, the kids are five to ten years old. Oh, my um, goodness. One teacher gave her life. Um, she, Ms. Soto, she, she hid her kids in the cabinet. She hid mm. her kids in the closet. And when the gunman came into the room, she told them that he was in the gymnasium, that the kids were all in the gymnasium. He took her life, and all the kids were saved. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I, I tell you what, you know, that, that I must admit, I read that, and that was the one, th- and I'm not saying that them kids are passing to never to get to me, but what an amazing lady. And I, I just want to say to everybody, when I read that, I actually thought to myself, do you know what I mean? I'm going to be doing a show tonight, and I'm going to be trying to make a difference and trying to get people together and find it, see if we can get people just to please get together and let's just see if we can do something after this, do you know what I mean? And, and like you said, you know, God forbid we should have another one of these. But unless we do something now, there is a chance that another one could be in a week, two weeks, five weeks. And it could be at our own kids' school. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I need people to realize that just imagine how, how much would you want the law to change if it was one of your children that had been in that school just yes just yesterday? How many people would want to join that group today? And how many would you want change the laws. I see no reason that those guns should have been in that house. That's, um, uh, locked up maybe one for our Second Amendment, right? But for an assault assault weapon, um, this, and if they're saying that they're, the brother's saying that he um, was trying to deal with, the family was trying to deal with some type of mental illness, which is unconfirmed at this time, it's all speculation, um, but if that is the case, why are there guns available to him? The news exactly. Conference, exactly. The news conference did just show that the ATF is going to local firing ranges. He did try to purchase a gun at a Connecticut gun shop on Tuesday. He refused the background check. They refused the sale. Oh, that is he true. Thought, okay, because I had read that, Brenda. That is true. He's only 20. He would never be able to get it anyway, which is why he may have been carrying his brother's ID yeah. to go to these to go to these ranges and practice firing. Brenda, so, is it also is it also true he was banned from the school and he broke in? Is that correct? That I do not know. They're looking at 
the, the recent news conference as of an hour ago uh-huh. with the state lieutenant from the state police. Um, they are looking into a possible altercation that he had in the past couple of days, whether uh-huh. it was an individual mm-hmm. at the school, because of the school, what his affiliation is. Uh, things. It seems like each news conference, there's more questions than answers at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, <clears throat> there's a lot of questions that are never going to be answered. But like I said, we don't know what was in his mind, what 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 triggered that push to go there, or and we're never going to, you know, there's some things that's going to be in his mind that he took with him. No, exactly. We'll never we'll never know, and our minds are going to wander and speculate. And instead of, I, I personally say, let's use that time and take care of these families right now in the days and weeks and months to come. Correct. And start focusing on changing some of these laws. Let's not waste our time thinking about this loser who, for some yes. reason, did what he did. He's a, in, in my eyes, he's a monster. Something happens, whether it snaps or not, whether he was did have an illness and wasn't treated, someone dropped the ball. Correct. And, You're right, Brenda. And this, this should have never happened, but we can't focus on him. We need to help these families get through. I mean, some of these families can't even bury their children. They don't. They don't have the money to bury their children. I mean, oh, what is what is that about? I mean, this should just this should just be taken care of automatically as communities. This should be pulled together. It shouldn't even be a thought that these parents have to think about right now. Absolutely. I just pray, regardless of the denomination or faith, I just pray that everyone leaves their Christmas lights on. People were starting to put them off, and I had asked last night. For everyone just to leave them on so our angels now can see the Christmas lights and know where home is. They could look down on us and see that home is still there and everybody's okay and that they're okay as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, we need to keep that brightness lifted because at the end of the day, these children wouldn't have wanted to come back to see no lights. Exactly. exactly. Why punish, don't punish the children for what that guy did to these children? Them children wouldn't want their brothers and sisters and their relations and their family members and their community to stop seeing those bright lights for this. Yeah, one little if girl. Anything, if anything, I'd say shine those lights even brighter. Exactly. One little girl was to be an angel in her church play next week. Another little girl just took her sixth birthday present, which was all money, and donated it to the Storm Sandy victims mm-hmm. at six oh. years old. I mean, we are, I'm in my 40s. There's some of us that can't even feed ourselves and donate some money to something. And here's a six-year-old with no thought of anything and going and buying herself candy. She just hmm. wanted to help people. And somebody went and took her from this earth. This little girl could have done wonders. She could have done wonders. Changed, she could have changed the world. Who knows? We'll never know because of what one person or a number of people help contribute to one person's actions. Well, Brenda, I, yeah. well, I will say on behalf of Sue, I'm sure Sue will agree, whatever whatever, Sue, whatever the Sue Show can do in any way to help, please, please call on Sue or myself. Sue is there. One thing, one thing I love about Sue is she is there for everybody. She is one of the most non-selfish people I know, one of the most caring. So please, anything, anything that Sue, myself, or anyone can do, please, Please let people down the road in the neighborhood know we're there for them. Sincerely, Brenda, whatever 
whatever we can do. We definitely will. I've been sharing it with the town, with the town's page. Um, I'm doing the best I can to put a cell phone and Facebook. Yeah, I hear um, you. Know, <laughs> my fingers are moving really fast. But, uh, we're, doing, we're doing my best, and we're trying to get the word out. And like I said, there's vigils being everyone's just it's such chaos. No one knows how quick to go, where to go, who to be with. Some people are just going to church alone rather than sitting in the house by themselves because they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's just better for them to be with someone right now because you can't get away from it. Whatever you do, wherever you go, it's right here. I'll it's tell you, when I woke when I woke up this morning, as I said, my wife just went through surgery, which is nothing, which is a total joke compared to this. But when I woke up and went to the event page, I cried my eyes out. You know, I mean, I mean, you've been with me since the beginning, Brenda, with the events, and I never, ever, I mean, the hurricane was one thing, which is, believe me, it's terrible, but I never in my, never did I ever think that we would be doing an event like this. But if it's yeah. making a difference and it's bringing people together, that's all that matters. Yes. When I saw people from Singapore on there, I knew. I know. I mean, it this reaches like we said, it's worldwide. There's there's not one person that I don't think is effect, isn't affected by this. Absolutely. If you well, aren't people if, like this you, one monster that just don't care. If you aren't affected by this, you wouldn't be human. Exactly. I feel the same well, way. Brenda, well, Brenda, it's reached the UK for you anyway. I'm 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 in the UK and. Um, like, I just want to follow up with what Howard said. You know, if anybody or yourself, Brenda, has got any links to any groups that are, are needing the Ask Sue show in any way, you know, if there's any events that they're setting up, perhaps they're setting up a charity event and you want it announced on the radio, anything at all, whatever we can do, whether it's chippings or whatever, please, you know, give us a shout. Anything that we can do, you know, however big or small, please, you know, just give us a shout out. Okay, I will definitely do that. I definitely will. And Howard knows I'll call him, and I'll call him in a minute if I can't get it on there. I'll make sure he gets it on there for me. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Yeah, we'll but Brenda, I know this was emotionally hard for you, so we so appreciate you coming on and giving us, you know, some information. Not a problem at all. Any anything I could do. I mean, I feel I feel helpless, but I feel like if this is what I can do, and if I can just, you know type away and talk to people and just listen or like a post just to have someone know they were heard, then I'm hopefully making a difference even for one person's feelings for their thoughts or their, yeah. you know, their condolences, just that somebody recognizes that they care from somewhere. Exactly. Brenda, um, is, it o- is it okay if I make you an admin in the event room? I, I feel that would be very helpful. That would be fine. That would okay. be fine. Okay, honey. That would be fine. I, tr- I truly appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. And, you know, God bless everyone and everybody. Hug your kids tonight. Hug your husbands. Hug your wives. And hug your pets. And, you know, just be glad because this is no, <coughs> life is no dress rehearsal. This is a one-time straight deal. We don't get yeah. another chance. And, you know, Brenda, you'll appreciate this. And, you know, I... From the bottom of my heart, I always want to thank Patrick and Lennox and the other angels for bringing us together. Yes, they started this. You started this, Howard. You, this no, we all started it. We all started it. Yes. We all started it. Uh, you got us together. I'm well, not going to let you get away with that one. You got us all together. <laughs> no, there's no credit here. We all, you know, we're all a team. And, you know, having having Sue, having Sue, I've been with Sue now for six, seven months, and she's like my baby sister. And I'll tell you <laughs> something, Brenda, she... Um, and there's not many people out there, and this comes from my heart, that inspire me. 
and, and, and Sue is truly, Sue and I are family, and, you know, everyone inspires people in a different way, but Sue keeps me going, and, you know, we talk to each other every day, and that's, and that's what true friends are. You know, through my wife's surgery this week, I really found out who my, who my friends were and who my acquaintances were, and as I said in the beginning, we, you, have, you just have to appreciate every single moment we got, and I know all of us do. So, um, you know, if, if, if a lesson is learned here, hug your family, be more appreciative, and don't take one second for granted because that's what it's all about. That's it. You never know what's going to happen. You, do, you no, just you, don't know. No, you don't. Well, Brenda, can I just first start by sharing the love and giving you a big hug because I know that I, I want and I need to just tell everybody, I don't know if you heard about this, Howard and Brenda, but in the UK, we had um, a guy called Ian Huntley who actually killed two girls. They were um, very best friends, and he blackmailed one against the other to get the two of them. And he killed them, mm-hmm. and he killed them both, Holly and Jessica. Hmm. I was watching the telly that day, and there, it was quite a few miles from us. And you know what? I, I just said to my partner at the time, I said, I've got to go there. And he looked at me and he said, you what? And he, I went, I've got to go there. I said, you know, at the end of the day, that could have easily been our kids. I've got to go. I need to go and pay my respects. I'm going. So I told a few of my friends, and I, and I literally, we traveled all the way up there, and we took bunches of flowers for our friends as well, and we walked into the churchyard. And it was weird. People were talking outside of the churchyard, but when they actually got inside the churchyard, there was a silence I've never felt before. And you walked around, and there was so much love in that churchyard. Nobody spoke. Even kids, even little toddlers were so quiet. And we walked around, and I remember this one lady that I was next to, and we were looking at this poem that somebody had wrote, and we must have both finished it pretty well at the same time. We never said a word. We just looked at each other, and I read her mind that it was just full of love and tears and emotions and everything. And it was some—it was just like something I've never felt before. And and I, Brenda, I can I can only go by what I felt in that church to what Connecticut is actually feeling like today. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's a feeling. It's just a feeling of togetherness that you get when you're with those people. That's just yeah. contagious. I feel just, like you need to be. You just feel so helpless, but so much love. Like it's just amazing. But it just annoys me that that we all get together on something like this. Why can we not have this pull together on on every day? Exactly. Why? Why cannot? Why can we not be sharing all this love every single day? Why does it have to be sharing the love? I'm not saying that the pain and the suffering and the heartache and all that. Obviously, don't share that. But all the rest of it, all this love and this togetherness. Why can this not continue? It shouldn't take 20 children and their teachers being killed to bring people together, a world together. No, it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. None of these wars, nothing. It's none of it's worth it. This blood, this bloodshed, it's not worth it. No, no. Exactly. Because those yeah. twenty little lives in the adults, that that directly affects thousands of families. Oh, speaking of which, I apologize for that beat. My father's trying to call me right now. Okay, Brenda, I'll talk to you. Maybe you'll call in next week again to give us another update, oh. honey. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much, and God bless you. Thank you, Brenda. Brenda, Brenda big thank hugs, both. You too. Thank you. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Cheers. Thank Bye. Bye. Oh wow. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Oh, she's you amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. A Brenda. I know Brenda almost a year and a half now. So I go. I go way back with her to the early Patrick days. She's. She's truly an amazing young lady. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just want to say to everybody, you know, I think we just all need to take a reality check and see. Do you know what I mean? I. I can remember Howard only a week and a half ago saying on the show with you that just look at Princess Diana. One mm-hmm. person when she died brought the whole world together. Mm-hmm. Why does it need one person to die? to bring the whole world together. And I am sure there will be people that listen to that show who thought, what's she talking about now? Do you know what? Here we are. 20 yep. people, 20 plus people have died, and here we are all together, mourning together, sharing thoughts, sharing love, coming together from literally from America to Australia to Germany to, you know, everywhere, the UK, you know, and all of us are here. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But unfortunately, people forget quickly. It's just very, um, Yep. you know, I remember going through the earthquake here. People were so nice to each other for about three months, and then it went back to the same old selfish thing, me, me, me. You know, yep. and I just, like you said, I don't understand. Why can't, you know, why just can't people be compassionate and nice all the time? It shouldn't take something like this to do that. Howard. I want to ask everybody listening to the show at the moment, when was the last time that the, your whole family, each and everybody in the chat room now, I want you to answer this, when was the last time that you can remember the whole of your family actually got together in one place? Uh, my family was probably, I speak to my mom and every day, uh, probably for my whole family being together, which is very small, was actually Thanksgiving Day. You're very lucky because I know mine, the last time I can remember my whole family getting together was at a funeral. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Um... You know, it's just very sad. It's you know, you know, it's interesting. So I work in retail, as you know, and I see people just so. It's like, oh, I have to get together with my family today. It's Christmas. I have to buy them a gift. You know, something. When I mean, when I hear those words, it's just heartbreaking. Your family is your family. You can't. I don't know. It just. It it just. It just. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, people get so wrapped up in their own lives. I've seen the holidays become less important. And But you know something, like I was saying to my mom, and I love my mom's the best, and, you know, we were talking about Mother's Day. And, you know, I, I treat my mom great every day. And, you know, she likes to see me Mother's Day. But, you know, I was, I was talking to her on Mother's Day and this holiday. You know, I, I think you have to be a good parent. I think you have to be a kid all year round. I don't think it should take, you know, one particular day, um, you know, for the family get together, but unfortunately, a lot of I know a lot of families that I, you know, that I help that do that. Well, we're getting to get. When was the last time you saw? Oh, it was Easter, Easter, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. That's it, because they have to. That that's horrible. You should, 
you know, especially look at what these people are going through. And unfortunately, you don't want it to happen to you and say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry I didn't spend more time with my cousin or my nephew or my, you know, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got to go with uh, Cindy, who's in the chat room, who's my whole family hasn't been together in almost 15 years. Do you know what I mean? My family are, are just not a nice family. How I arrived from that lot, I'll sometimes never understand. You are just very lucky I didn't turn out like them, is all I can say. Mm-hmm. Or else it would have been called Don't Bother Out in the Ask Sue show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think oh, we've all just got, literally, reality check. You know, we, we can all sit and talk about this one guy that did all this, but I sorry, but I still blame all of society. You've you've said yourself, Howard. We've already had gun shootings. We've had people murdered. We've and uh, society's just accepting it. We look mm-hmm. in the papers nowadays. There could be a rape of a 93-year-old woman that happened a few years ago. I'm still going to mention this poor lady, 93, raped and battered half to death in front of her husband, and he watched while it happened, and then they killed him too. Uh, just another number. We have Holly and Jessica that happened in the UK. Two young girls. It was just another number. Okay, yeah, the, gr- the ground did stop for a little while and people got together, but that, then that moved on. Then we've had other killings since. Uh, you know, we've had murders all over, rapes, child abuse, animal abuse, and all of these different things. Hey, hold on a minute. We seem to be in a, a bit of a realm here. Uh, why, why is all of this not happening? Because society is not standing together up to our government to be able to say we want the law stopped. Where is the prevention rather than the cure? It's no good saying, oh, well, we'll do something now. Oh, wait, you're 27 people too late. You're 21 people too late in China. Why isn't the world just all getting together like we are now about upset? Let's all get together and put all of this love and this strength together to say, government, we want you to put a law in place that's actually going to make a difference. We don't want a person to be able to get into a school with a gun, end of. Why haven't they got, um, you know, a screen thing that they walk through so that they can be checked before they walk into a school? Why not? Hmm. Is anybody actually, you know, yeah, we'll sign in to go into a school. Do you know that that person isn't a paedophile? Hmm. How much checks are actually done to any of these people that come into our schools? Now, also down to the old people, you know, how much checks go into the people are working for, you know, like the water companies or the gas companies or whatever? How many much checks do the people that go into their homes? How many, how many checks are done? How much is the law putting into place to stop this? So if a guy goes and murders somebody or if a guy goes and rapes a 93-year-old woman or whatever, does anybody actually believe that any of these laws actually stop them happening? Hmm. Really? Yep. Nothing's stopping them. Nope. They, they, they just think they're invincible, and so do our kids now. Even our kids know that they can't have a slap around the ear or a, sm- a bit of a tap on the backside to say, excuse me, you need to stop right now. Nobody's hmm. doing anything. Yep. Okay. Anyway, let me stop my ranting. Let's go to the phone lines. Howard, are you okay staying? I take it you're going to be co-host as well now. Good. I guess so, Miss Sue. It's always, you know how I feel about co-hosting with you. It's always a you, true honor. You do realize you're going to mess my days up. I'm going to think it's Tuesday. That's totally out of it now. <laughs> yeah, now, hey, listen, I've been waiting on my wife, so every day Saturday for her. <laughs> 
I must just say to everybody, I did give um, Leslie a high five because Howard did tell me that she was starting to control him again. So I know she's on the end. So big love to Leslie as well. Yeah. Um, right, let's go to um, area code 505. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, um, this is Adrian. And so you had, had uh, messaged me about calling in. And I, I do have to agree with you. Um, I've worked in the mental health field uh, for many years, and um, I had to have a background check. I had to have an FBI check. Um, as a school bus driver, you have to have a background check and an FBI check, and you also have to go through a mental check to make sure that you are stable. You know, and and with all those fail-safes in place, the government has failed to make fail-safes for the mentally ill. The guy who walks into a store and holds somebody up, that is not mentally ill. That person is just bad in my estimation. Um, The person who shoots another person is a bad person. Uh, That's just evil. Um, but it, comparing the, the China and the, and the, uh, uh, deal here with the children in the United States, it's equally wrong no matter how you look at it. The Chinese children didn't die, but those Chinese children are going to carry this the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. they're, they're going to have the scars, um, to remind them every day what happened. And and this this started in the Reagan administration when they started cut, cutting <coughs> mental health for people. That's why we have all the mentally ill homeless on the streets. When they cut the funding, there was no other place to put these people. Uh, they closed the doors on many mental health facilities. Um, then they made laws that they could only stay for three to seven days. Now, a schizophrenic um, or even bipolar, being in the hospital for three to seven days after you're in there for so many times, you learn the routine. You know how to get around these people. You know how to get around the psychiatrist. Um, It used to be where in the mental health facilities that we had, we had people who lived in, in apartments, and they had someone that lived with them that made sure every day they took their meds and made and did the check where they had to lift their tongue and the whole thing to make sure you took your meds. Uh, they went to, to took them to work. Um, they worked in a uh, a workshop, and uh, they were watched and lived with constantly. You took them to the store. You knew what they bought. You know what was in their room. Hmm. That protected the that protected the public. Exactly. But when they wiped all that out, there is no protection anymore. Hmm. And that's what people don't understand. The the gangbanger on the street shooting kids. That person's not mentally ill. That person's just evil. Okay. Um, that, that's the way I look at it, and my my opinion may be wrong, but, but, but you know, the, it, it's just horrible the way that we have cut mental health down to 
nothing. Hmm. And and to label this child, uh, label this man as having Asperger's, Asperger's is not uh, this type of, it doesn't have anything to do with this. Asperger's children are the sweetest, kindest children. They have empathy. To know a monster, a monster has no empathy. They can't feel. They don't know. And they don't care. Yes. Adrian, this is Howard. How are you? I'm fine. You know, I have, I I suffer, I've had, I'm 56 and I have uh, ADHD. And, you know, I've had it since I'm a kid. Of course, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know what it was. And, you know, people, you know, I'm very intelligent. I can't sit down and read a book. But, you know, people make fun of me. The comedian makes jokes. And, you know, something that's just, that that just doesn't help the situations either. You know? No, no, it doesn't. And and ADHD is just as much of a mental health problem as everything you know, as as a person that's bipolar or a person that you know um, is OCD. Correct. You you have a, a, a misfunction, chemical misfunction in your brain that but I've makes also, you this way. Yeah, correct. But I've also used it to my advantage. Exactly. You know, I've had the honor. I'm a, I'm on the Sue Show every week. I've had my name mentioned in the newspaper. I'm a salesman, which I use it to my advantage. So, you know, people say, "Oh, I'm sorry." Don't be sorry because I've I, I have worked it to my advantage. I worked but, with a gentleman for years who was a salesman, and he had Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And he he was the best salesman we had on our team. Yeah. Because he could he could. He talked a great game, and he knew his stuff. Yeah. He could he could tell you everything about that product from start to finish. And and he was a functioning, well, he still is. He's a functioning great adult. And he's married, and he has children. But he is not a cruel person. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, the, you know, the big thing about ADHD is, you know, there's no... Uh, consistency. Well, I've been at my job for 25 years. I've been married for 25 years. I have outstanding credit. So, you know something? I work with what I have. I recognize my faults. But, you know, I do I do feel that the media has really, um, in my opinion, this whole thing with the bringing this all up, I, I definitely, I de- personally don't think it was handled correctly. No. Mm. Um, Adrian, the, the other side of ahead. this as well, sorry, Adrian, the other side of this is there's even people out there, and you probably picked up this, you know, in yourself. That you can have, and I'll say, ordinary people that literally, on a switch, can literally turn into a monster. But also people who've got depression, and let's face it, a lot of people can understand when I say you've got depression. You're smiling on the outside, but you're breaking on the inside. That you that would could be walking around your shopping centre today, and you wouldn't even realise. Exactly. Exactly. And it could be your brother, your sister, your mother, and, and this poor family, all the families, even the family of Mr. Lanza, um, yeah. they are going to be persecuted. And the kids are, you know, the kids' families are going to be torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's, like I said, we need a better health care system that takes care of our mentally ill like we used to. Yeah. If you if from 2007 until today, our our crime rates have gone up 
and it's all the major ones, the major shootings and major killings. This is all um, from families who have screamed and yelled and begged and pleaded for help. Um, and, and I know a few of them, believe yeah. it or not. Uh, and it's 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 so sad. Um, they ask for help from the system. They ask for help for from uh, law enforcement, and law enforcement is just as bad. Mm-hmm. They turn a blind eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also, how many police have actually been trained to deal with people that have got mental health issues anyway? How would they know exactly. the signs? How would they know the signs of this guy's about to do this, that, or the other? That, you know, and some of them aren't actually cannot even be noticed, even if they were stood right by them. Exactly, and the and we've got all these people coming back from uh, Afghanistan and Iran, and they have PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's not something you can see on the outside. No, exactly. Yeah, you can't. You know, you can't, you know, you could look at someone, they can look so happy, and mm-hmm. they could be so unhappy. But, you know, Adrian, one thing I wanted to say, and I about a year ago in L.A., this young man, he had drug issues, and he was staying at his grandparents' house. Well, his grandparents had some, you know, uh, his grandmother had some ailments, so she had Vicodin in the house, blah, blah, blah. Well, the kid ended up ODing. You know, uh-huh. you know I'm going up a little off subject, but with the guns, you know, the grandparents should have, should have, should have locked those drugs up. And the same with, like, you know, I was saying... Um, Kid, when I was growing up, my mom told me, you know, the kid was caught drinking and he drank all the liquor one day in the cabinet. The parents had the car keys left out. He went out and killed two people. So, yeah. you know, you know, equating it to the guns, I mean, there's got to be also responsibility upon the parents in the house and who, or whoever is in the house in charge. And I agree with more gun control. I agree with more rules. I, <laughs> I grew up on a farm. My father taught me how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was. Uh, it was it was a um, go out in the woods and and hunt rabbits and squirrels and things like that. But that was for food. Mm-hmm. We do not need these automatic weapons. There's no need. And 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 to be able to have these big bulky uh, clips that go into guns to shoot more bullets, we don't need that. We need a happy medium between gun control and and between mental health. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be yeah. There has to be further education on everything like that, Adrian. Like I said in the beginning, you know, a car is also a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get a kid, let's say, who's mentally challenged and goes drinking or doing something and takes his parents' car. He could he could easily kill someone. Well, yeah. right there in New York, there was a young girl who was bipolar and got in her car and mowed down seven people on the street. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you know, know the problem- on a street corner, and there was no brake marks. She didn't even brake. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't want to get too much into the gun control, but unfortunately in this country, whether it's drugs or whatever, when someone is determined to get something, they're going to get something. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying. No, yeah. I understand. They're going to yeah. get it one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, either they're, they're going to get it from the the guy on the corner, or they're going to get it from robbing someone's house. You know, like you know, on you know, Sue and I. I don't know if you know. Sue and I do a lot of on Tuesday. We do my uh, doggy shows, and you know, we talk about how the pit bulls are so stereotyped. And you know something, Adrian? It starts with the owners at home. 
Yeah. yeah. It's not the it's not the animals or the people. It's it, well with the dogs. It's the people who bring them up. That's why it's a whole nother discussion. But I'm sorry. Oh. I think I lost you. No, you're here. I think Howard's disappeared though. Uh oh. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be going mad in a minute. It'll, Hello. Be back in, sorry in, about that. <laughs> the there phone. he is. Yeah. Anyway, you know, you know, with with the um. You know what they have, in, you know, in the animal world called BSL. Well, Sue talks about OSL, ownership legislation, and it's true. These things, it's got to start at home. You know, why were yeah. those guns? Why were those guns out in the open? Yeah. If, well, if my, indeed that's true, if indeed that's true, I don't. You know, I, even I, I don't as a know. child, my father kept the guns locked in a closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to ask for a key. Mm-hmm. I was taught that you, you, you don't. They're not a toy. That these are. Uh, these will hurt you, mm-hmm. and and it, it starts out with education when you're little. It starts out being a responsible parent and having them in a gun safe, mm-hmm. not not a lockbox, mm-hmm. a gun safe. Correct. But and you have to with the trigger uh, locks on them too. Hmm. But Adrian, like we were just saying though, you can and we'll have to go to the next call in a minute, but. Very quickly, Eve, let's just say then, okay, that your dad had your the dog, the, the dog, but you mess me up with dogs now, Howard. Uh, <laughs> your, your dog, start again, your dad had the guns locked up. Now, let's mm-hmm. just say that you had depression, that your dad hadn't picked that up, but your dad um, went out and you knew where he put the keys. Who knows mm-hmm. what could have happened? So should, should people have guns unless they're using them for something of purpose? And does the whole family act, should the whole family actually get checked out beforehand? Well, yeah, I I will go along with that because you know um, there's plenty of men and women out there that are depressed, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it's just like the example you gave. It's still a mental health issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, and we. I'm sorry, we used it for protection and for food. That's what you used it for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, listen, Adrian, I've got to move on to my next caller, I'm sorry. But sure. um, I, I will definitely be asking you to come on another show because I'm sure we'll be doing more shows of this yet. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'd like to thank you very much for calling in and uh, thank you very much for your information, Evan. It was lovely to speak to you. Take care, Adrian. Thank, thank you for inviting me. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Adrian. Bye-bye. Hmm. And so thank you very much to Adrian. Now, I've got to go over to our next caller very quickly before I get strung up at Hung and Quarters. Um, hi, Kathy. How are you doing? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, honey. How are you, darling? Hi, Kathy. Okay. And, and we're sharing... Hello. We're sharing... The love. Right, firstly... Let me share the love and give you a big hug because this show is sharing love today in a very big way. So everybody just needs to share love in the chat room at this moment in time, please. And I want to give Kathy a very big hug as well. Kathy, I want to give you a double, I want to give you a double, triple hug. Well, we always have to thank, that, Sonny. <laughs> thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. I'm going to need it. No, I've been sitting here since the show started listening and uh, taking notes and First off, um, I, I do want to express my condolences to all the families 
involved in that Connecticut shooting. Um, I, I words cannot express my my deepest sorrow. Um, I have cried about it. I have grieved about it. I have oh, I've had some anger about it. But you know, now now we're on a show and we're talking about these things. And let me say this also before I go any further. Uh, based on what I've heard on the show, some of you are going to like me, and some of you may not. And that's okay, because this is still America, where I live, and I you know, have a right to free speech. Um, okay, first thing that I want to talk about, first thing I want to say is, don't blame God and guns when someone mass murders the innocents. Blame the social engineers and their evolution. Pro-abort Marxist agenda for indoctrinating kids for 18 years that life has no value. Understand, it's them who deserve the full blame for the death of the innocents. Karl Marx and Margaret Sanger would be proud. And by that, I, I, I do want to bring that, the fact that... Uh, I'll, I'm, I have no idea how many of you have children out there, but have you taken a look at some of the video video games you're buying them? <laughs> These video games, kill, 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 shoot, 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 hurt, hurt, hurt. They're desensitizing their minds. Okay, that's my first thought. Um, le- okay, someone said leaders are effective. But, yeah, only when people follow them. And people aren't following the leaders. So we have no leader right now in this country. I don't know about your country, but we don't. No one in this country wants to follow this leader. Um, A problem with our children today, there's no discipline. Children learn what they see. Young kids, latchkey children, parents at work, going to happy hour, whatever, Little kid that wears a, a little necklace around its neck and, and has a key on it, and that's how they get in. Mm-hmm. All the bullying that goes on. Yeah. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, all the bullying that goes on. That has an effect. Um, and, and someone was talking about hugging. Yes, hug, hug everyone you know. And then your comments you were making about family, when's the last time your family got together? Well, mine got together 45 years ago before my mother died. But let me tell you all one thing. Just because you have blood family does not mean you like or even love them. Because I have family, and Sue, Howard, my, my, my ass Sue family, and so many others who choose to be in my life, and that's my family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So... You know, I, I here again, some of you may not like my comment. If you're blessed with a big family and you can gather around the table and hold hands and hug and give thanks, I have to honestly say I wish that were me because I don't yeah. have one person in my family alive today. As far as weapons go, y'all talk about guns? Howard, you said a car is a weapon. A ball mm-hmm. bat's a weapon. Mm-hmm. A rope's a weapon. Yep. A broken beer bottle's a weapon. Yep. You know, and you, and you and you know put what? a gun in a gun safe? What a joke. I'm sorry. 
by the time you got somebody break into your house, you are you're you're dead. You have no chance to get to that gun site. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can hear you, Kathy. We're, we're listening. But Kathy, huh? you, know, you know what, Kathy, what's an even worse weapon than all of that? And people use it all the time and don't even think before they use it? What's up? Their mouth. Of people, course. People with their harsh words, the things that people say in bullying and being nasty to people, and things that are said in heat of the moment that stick with people for years and years and years. When people say stuff to you when you were at school, saying you're fat, you're ugly, your mum's this, your dad's that, your family's this, that and the other, there's people have actually killed themselves because of that. And it's because people have got evil words to say instead of sharing love, making a difference and getting along and bringing back together the community that used to be here when people didn't have enough food to put on the table, who couldn't afford to buy Christmas presents, never mind whether or not they could get an iPod touch or a Blackberry torch or whatever it may be, or whether my car was newer than your car or my house was bigger than your house. Mm-hmm. Words can be just as evil as any gunshot and everything else because people can commit suicide over that too. Absolutely. Well, I, I do want to tell everybody in the room, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it. My father was in law enforcement. He taught me gun safety from the time I turned 13 years old. I know I, right now at 56, I can break a gun down, clean it, get it back together, and get it ready to rock in just a matter of minutes. Mm. But my daddy always told me, don't pull it unless you use it. Mm-hmm. And... I don't aim to hurt somebody. If somebody's coming in to take my life, you think I'm going to bust them in the kneecap? I don't think so. We live in America, and America is a melting pot. We are so different from other countries around the world, and I don't know who all I'm talking to in the chat room. But I know UK doesn't have guns. That's fine. UK doesn't have people from all over. You don't have the cartels in South Florida coming in bringing dope. That 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 bring in boatloads and boatloads of guns, and I commented in that in that show earlier. My government, if they come to get my gun, they will pry it from my cold dead hands, and I mean it, because I have the right to bear arms and I have the right to protect my family. Now, all this blame on guns is misguided. Oh, and hmm? uh, do you know what? We haven't got guns in the UK, but let me tell you, in the UK. It's just as bad as anywhere else in the sense we've got rape, we've got murders, we've got goodness knows what else, we've got stabbings and all sorts. It's honestly, and it's getting worse, and it's to do with drugs and everything else as well. Exactly. It's getting getting worse over here, and the the laws are a waste of time. I mean, you know, just going back to the animals, a guy can actually bury two uh, alive puppies literally days old, and he can bury them under the ground, and he gets 25 weeks. We call that a law. I call that a joke. Exactly. Let me tell you something. In this country, okay, I have two friends, three friends. One's a retired federal court judge. I don't know if y'all know about that. Federal court means he can rule in any state in this country and have mm-hmm. power. Yeah. And I also have two good friends who are federal corrections officers. You would not believe what they tell me, how well the prisoners are treated in those prisons. 
Mm-hmm. They have flat screen TVs. They have cable. Oh yeah. They get. I mean, it's unreal. So, and 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 I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to be a racist here. I'm not. Going, I'm not going to make a racial slur or even even label the race it is. But you'll have people here in this country will tell you, yeah, you take my guns away from me, I'll walk a block down the street and buy me five more. What up? That's exactly what happens. So if you take the guns away from the legitimate people for their safety, the only people with guns will be criminals. Yeah, it's true. What, you education know, can- has to start in the schools. The education has to start with the families. The education has to start watching their children, listening to their children. Do you see any strange activity? This 20-year-old boy, how do we know he wasn't supposed to be on some kind of medication? Was he taking it? Obviously not. But even though he's 20 years old and living at home, someone should have been uh, 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 looking over him to make sure that he was taking the medication properly. Well, uh, Kathy? Yes. Kathy, if you remember Columbine, no one no one knew what was going oh, on in those two boys' houses, right? Oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Remember Columbine? That was you know I don't remember the two names, but those those parents didn't. They, there were no signs. They were planning that thing out for a long time. How could they not have? How could they not have known there was something wrong? Howard, I want to tell you something, and I mentioned it to well, I think I mentioned it to Cindy in the chat room earlier. As, as y'all know, I'm 56. I graduated high school in '74. Huh? 56. Don't you start with me, Howard. But no, seriously, uh, my high school was the first high school on national news Mm -hmm. for racial violence. We had armed federal militia in our hallways because of the riots. We had tear. This is the 72 now, okay? Now, I'm a homecoming queen. My boyfriend's a homecoming king. We are walking down some steps from the main building down to the cafeteria where the dance was going to be. Mm -hmm. Each side of the sidewalk was loaded with the other race. Mm -hmm. Okay? Two gunshots rang out. I felt it zip right by my arm, less than a foot from me, and it hit the boy in front of me. Mm -hmm. It didn't kill him. The second one missed him. Now, I was 15 years old, and I felt, I, felt what a, I felt the wind from a bullet go right past my arm, and then I watched my friend in front of me fall to the ground. Hmm. So guns are only dangerous in the wrong hands. Correct. Like, like you said, anything, a car, a busted Coke bottle, or, you know, any, like you, absolutely, Kathy, you're right. I, I don't want to see people say that that guns have to be destroyed because let me tell you what, people, you let my government take all the guns away from us and you will see a communist, Marxist country. Mm. But, Kathy, you know what, um, yeah. uh, you know what the fact that this, and I, I'm going on speculation on what I've seen on Facebook and everything, so anybody, if I get this wrong, do not hold me up about this. It's what I'm going with, right? So let's just say that this guy at the end of the day has got the gun, and it's from the, um, literally, from he got the gun off apparently his mum or whatever, right? Do you think... Well, that, do you think that then, so if a family member goes and applies to have a license for a gun, 
Do you think that the whole family should actually be checked over first to make sure there is no mental issue in the house? I think that the person buying the gun should be checked, but if in, the, if in that case the child takes the gun, the whole family should be held responsible. Hmm. See, I think that the whole family should be responsible before the gun license is given. But, 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 Sue, you've got families out here with children under 18. You cannot license a child under 18. I think it's 21, in fact. No, no, you no, cannot. no, no, no. Let me, let me just put it this way. Say, for instance, you, you say there's uh, two, two adults and three children in the house, right? How they, old are the children? Right? Sorry? How old are the children? If, if they're under 16, okay? Okay. Let's just, let's just say that all our... I'm I'm chucking devil's advocate back at you, okay? So let's just Please. say they, the the dad wants to go and get a gun license. Should right. it should it just go on him, or do you think that we should actually do a check on all of the family first? I'm not saying that they should have a license. The rest of the family. I'm saying, do you think the rest of the family should be checked at first before they get given the license? Wouldn't be a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. I do. Because let's just say that the gentleman is absolutely of sane mind. He's, he's, with his, he's got his family and everything, but his mum is actually, his mum, his wife has actually got a mental health issue. Now, Yasmin, I've got to say to you in the chat room, yet yeah, we can't blame it all on mental health, but I'm saying that do we think that we should have doctor's notes or whatever from from them first to be able to say that this family is of sane mind to a degree. Yeah. Yes. What do you think? I think, well, I know now they do background checks. They do. They will do a bad. You can't just walk into a place and buy a gun. I mean, unless you're, unless you're already a permit carrier. Yeah, the, yeah the, back, the background checks are pretty stringent, Kathy, I believe. Yes, they are. Mm. Yes, they are. Um, yes, they are. Right, Cindy, if you want to call into the show, you're more than welcome, love. She's in. I, I think she's on hold, Sue, Cindy Martin. Is she, she told me right? she's well, on I've hold. Got couple, I've got a couple of people waiting, so let me okay. just go. Um, area code 225. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Is that Cindy? Yeah, this is Sarah Maynard. You sent me an invite to uh, this call. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now, any points you want to bring across to us? Ma'am? <clears throat> can she hear me, Howard? Yeah, I don't know. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear y'all. Uh, is there any? Is there anything um, you wanted to say in, in regard to the um, to the whole situation? I think it's tragic for everybody. I think if you don't, if you're not affected by what happened, the shooting, then I, I don't think that you're human. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think everyone is affected by it. Something that affects the whole world. Absolutely. It, it happens every day, everywhere, and the sense of violence. Mm. Do, do you think, so. 
um, I think, you know, the, the budget cuts on, on mental health, that's a major problem. Some of yeah. these things could be prevented. Yeah. Uh, and like, like has been said in the chat room, you know, we can't blame this all on mental health because it's not literally. But why else is somebody just literally going to go and decide to walk into the school and shoot at kids and teachers? Um, there's, got, there's got to be some sort of mental health issue there, surely, for that to happen. Exactly. He he had to be mentally ill in some way, and, and someone didn't see the signs. I would think that I don't think we'll ever know the why. No, you're right there. Well, I do... I, I do believe there was – I'm not sure. This is unconfirmed. I do believe – the. I, I don't know if the brother made some comments. I don't know if they've been confirmed yet about his brother, about the shooter. I, I believe the brother made some comments, but I'm not – it hasn't – seems like the media has been very wish-washy on the brother's comments. Mm. I'm not sure. It seems like this can't prevent every tragedy that if they were, you know, if we could find the people, would, if we could get nine people and they would put cutting the budget for social services, it would be fine. You know, people would say they would be trying to act the violence and maybe be uh, preventable. It's not, if you can't have everyone, I don't think anyone can be able to do that. Can't hear him. No, we can't hear you very much. Can't, can't hear you really. It's a bad connection, so maybe she's on a cell. Yeah, I'm on a cell. Yeah. I got a computer. I, I know uh, it's horrible what happened. Definitely. Uh, well, well, I'm so, I'm going to have to move on to the next call anyway. But thank you very much for calling into the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll go to D.C. with y'all. I think I signed up to go with y'all. Okay. Um, thank you. Yep, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> I couldn't hear her that well. No, I couldn't see this. Okay, see if maybe Cindy Martin's on hold. I don't know. I think she's Yeah, calling. let's have a look. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good too. How are you? And is this Cindy? It is. Is this the How one and only? It? Is this the one and only Cindy Martin? It is the one and only Cindy Martin. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good, Howard. How are you? Okay, honey. So, um, I just wanted to. What was that, Sue? I said it's lovely to speak to you after loads of posts and inboxes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I just wanted to say a few things. I went to Thurston Middle School um, during the time of the Thurston High School shooting, and I actually knew the gunman at that point. Um, And no one saw it coming. Hmm. Um, Sometimes there is no... Indication that something's going to happen. Hmm. Something snaps. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know this because of the fact that I knew Kip Kinkle. Um, 
you know, I, I am friends with people who knew him as well still to this day, and no one had an indication. Wow. Um, there was one person that was told that Kip was thinking about doing something, but never said for sure he was going to. You know, it's, and he wasn't mentally ill. He was angry. So, because he... Sorry, Cindy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sue. Do you think then, you know, I'm thinking about the fact that we've got, you know, I'm just thinking of my local school where my children go, the one, the primary school, there's about 350 kids, right, which is a small school, probably your schools are much bigger, but, you know, I'm thinking there's 350 kids. Should anybody be able to get into a school building so easily... Uh, without being checked on what they're actually holding first. That's that's where I think our, our, our laws here need to be different because we, I know personally I can walk on to any school campus at this point, especially here in Oregon. You know, um, Howard was speaking earlier about the, the mall shooting. That happened here in Oregon. That happened just north of me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so- I mean... Sorry, Cindy. How far can you actually get into that school? Before I can walk actually... just about into a classroom if I wanted to. Really? You can actually get right to the classroom with no no stopping? No. 95% of the schools have no security, um, with the exception of in the bigger cities. I know here in this town that I live in, I live in a small town, I could probably walk into the elementary school as we speak go into a classroom and have no problem. Now, James, well, I find that horrendous. So you're telling me that there's guns on your streets, but you can get to the classroom, yet I'm in the UK, and I'm not saying it's any safer because there is, you know, there's knife crime and all sorts, but we're relatively safe, I'm going to say, and such would nothing happens. But, but we've actually got big gates on our school gates. They are locked. All the doors are locked, and you have to ring a bell to be able to get into the classroom, uh, to get into the front door. You we don't have those locks here. I think that's why we have so many school tragedies in this country, is because yeah. of the fact that we don't have stricter um, security measures in schools. So what the hell are the parents doing putting their kids into a building where their doors aren't even locked. How many people actually live in America that actually have their front doors wide open? Quite a few. Hmm. I know that my mother, um, for instance, lives in a very, very small town, um, smaller than the one I live in, and they don't even lock their doors. Wow. But but people are actually taking their kids to a school that's not even locked? I mean, I, I'm not going yeah. to I'm going to chuck the ball right out there now and just say, so my kid can go into an American school, go and sit and be taught, and if they say, oh, teacher, I'm going to the toilet, they can actually walk out of school as quick as they walked in? Just about. Hmm. My life. Cindy, I'm sorry. That's worrying, isn't it? Sorry, Howard. Cindy, I had a question for you. You said that, that, um, what was his name? Clee, Clee, Clee? Kip, Kip, Kip Kinkle. Okay, I want to ask you a question. You said he didn't have a mental illness. Well, what could make someone so angry to do? I mean, I've been angry before. I mean, what would if he doesn't have a mental? I'm just want to try to figure this out. If he didn't have a mental illness, then what would make him so angry to kill people? 
He he honestly, in my opinion, now mind you, I haven't spoken with him since the incident or anything like that because uh-huh. of the fact that of course he went right he went right to prison. Uh-huh. Um but he he was angry because of the fact that it was um time for homecoming prom, what what have you. Uh-huh. Um, some sort of big school event and they um had expelled him and he couldn't go. So he just, and his parents grounded him because of the fact that he was expelled, and he took he, mind you he killed his parents. Yeah. He was just an angry person. Yeah, but don't well, I don't I personally I don't see how that justifies being expelled and blah blah blah. I don't I don't understand that. I mean I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I don't either, honestly, Howard. I honestly don't. But they have done mental evalu they did mental evaluations on him right after. Um, the incident and found nothing wrong with him. Well, I, you know, something I'm, I'm far from an expert, but I really, I really, I don't know how Sue feels. I really find that hard to believe. I, I find it hard to believe myself, knowing him even. Yeah. But yeah, there's something. You know, I mean, yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. That Sue, how do you feel about that? I, I, I must admit, I, I'm still shocked on this been able to walk straight into the school I, I just think and it's, I actually had a fight with my local primary school because they were not locking the gates and you could actually get onto the playground and I actually thought that was horrendous hmm. right and, and then you're saying Cindy that they've actually got the doors open you can get to a classroom I'm like <laughs> in this day and age I just don't think that's right I don't know what other parents what? think if anybody's listening in the chat and you you want to have your thoughts if you think that I'm overreacting or you want to ring in and have your thoughts, by all means do. Do you know what I mean? I, I, you know, I agree. I I wholeheartedly believe that we should have stricter laws for schools. You know, I'm not saying lockdown such as prison, but a lot of schools these days here, at least that I have seen, there's no gates around them even. Hmm. It's an open campus. Wow. No, surely a building where we're sending our school, our kids to school, should be one of the safest places. When you think you've got big loads of children all in one place, that should be the place. You know, let, let let's just go back to the point. Then again, this is our government make us by law send our kids to school. Surely it should be the government's responsibility to make sure that our schools are safe. I agree. Mm. I you're very quiet. What's your thoughts? <laughs> Nothing is here, Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. What? My thoughts on what about um, uh, 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 safer schools? Yeah, the yeah, safety what? of the safety of the schools. I, I'm just quite. Um, I'm still in shock on the fact that your school gates are open. Is it the same, Ram Jane? Um, you know, unfortunately, it all comes down to money, and the school systems in so many states are so underfunded, and I agree with her comment, I even brought amen about, you know, uh, gates around schools. However, the reality of it is still, 
guns can still get through gates. Let me tell you something. These kids we raise today, because of the technology, because of what they can uh, Google, because of the information they can get, they mm-hmm. can get around anything. Trust yep. me. And that's the scary part about it. And, and society has done this to our children. And the, the, the problem lies, and here again, uh, and, and here again, I, 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 I mean, get mad at me if you want to, but the 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 the, the responsibility lies with the parents. Watch yep. your children. Make note of who their friends are. Look at how they dress. Look when they come home at night. Are they studying? Are they making good grades? Are they getting complaints from school? Right. Do they come straight home from school? Talk to their teachers. You're right. You know,
that picture of that little brat that's crying because it didn't have the right color iPod or whatever, or didn't have the right iPod, whatever it was, and then you've got a picture right next to it of a child that's actually wearing a milk, um, no, sorry, bottles, plastic bottles as sandals. Unbelievable. And, and let's just be realistic. At the end of the day, those parents that have gone out and bought their kids the best would do anything just to have their child in their home this Christmas. It doesn't matter what you've bought your child or trying to beat the next-door neighbours because they bought their kids something better. Reality check? Yep. Well, right. well you know what they... You know they call this they call this generation the entitlement generation. That's what they call them. No, it's not true. It's, it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I I just think it's not. At the end of the day, my children will get what I can afford, and at the end of the day, what they get, they appreciate. Yep. 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 You know, you know, Kathy and I are the same age, and I know when we were growing up, we respected our parents, we had a work ethic, and and you know that's just the way it was. But it's just too much of the, too much of the media, too much of the of the games, too much of you know, not, not having enough family time at home. It's just, um, you know, I don't know. But, just... but okay, let let's chuck this back then. Okay. Who who do we blame for all of this? Who do we blame for the fact that our kids are? You know, okay, this generation, and I'm not saying all kids, because mine... No, are, no, I didn't mean it that way, Sue. But, I'm just generally... But no, but who are we going to blame for the fact that our, some of some of the kids are, as they are, you know, they can vandalize, they beat up old people, they hurt animals. Who are we actually going to blame? A lot of people blame the media, you know. But but the thing is, we can. there's quite a few different ones, yeah? You can blame the parents. Correct. But then, but then the government at the end of the day has stopped us doing this, that, and the other to our kids. We can't give them a slap or them. We can't tell them off or shout at them a certain way. We can't do this, that, and the other. They took all the respect from the parents and give it to the kids so the kids can turn around and say, well, if you do this, mum or dad, well, we're going to report you to child line mm -hmm. or whatever line you call it. Do you know what I mean? But they took the respect off the parents, and the respect can't be, give, get, can't be got by the parents anymore. Because they've been, it's been took off us all. You're right, Sue. You're right. right. I, I had a parent, one of my customers, the kid, their brother, the, the, uh, the father just spanked the kid on the tush. Long story short, child services came out. Everything tried. I mean, can you imagine when I was growing up, you didn't call 911. <laughs> Kathy, right? Can you imagine calling 911 when we were kids? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, uh-uh. Oh, no. no way. You would dream about it, would you? I mean, I'm not being funny. I'm I'm a bit, bit younger than you guys, but... Do you know what? I was brought up in a, okay, I was born in 1974, but the thing is, I've been brought up old school, if you like, and my dad gave me a smack backside, and the only thing I shouted for was saying, sorry, dad, sorry, dad. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and do you know what? I keep saying this to people, right? If smacking my backside was so wrong, how come, one, I'm on a, on a radio show trying to help as many people as I can all over the world. I've never touched drugs. I've not been in trouble with the police. I've had the occasional drink, but I've been drunk properly for over two years. And, you know, and I'm relatively a good citizen. How on earth did that happen if smacking me was so wrong? Correct. You better believe it. My dad was very strict, and I know Kathy's parents, you know, were too. And, you know, we all, it seems to me we all turned out okay. So, yep. you know, 
you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, you know, I have ADHD, and, you know, I've done okay with it. So I don't, you know, use it, oh, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do that. I do the best I can do, and I take pride in it. And at the end of the day, you know, when I go to sleep, I know I tried the best I could. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, do you know what? I, I remember um, I spoke to social services one day, and I told them, I said, listen, I said, if you want to take the, my kids off me because of the fact that I smack my kids, go ahead. I said, but I will get my, somebody to look after my kids while I go to prison for three months. And if I come out of prison and they've been naughty or they've played my friends up, I'll come straight back out of prison and I'll smack their backside for it. Because my kids will not be the ones that are raising 93-year-old women. They won't be taking drugs. They won't be in trouble with the police. Because I don't care if it's when they're 30. I'll still give them a smack if they're naughty. Because they will know if it's right or wrong. And when I say smack, I don't mean to the point of abuse. I mean to the point where they have the respect and they know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not gonna... I, I think agree. the sad part, I think the sad part is that that right has been taken away from parents. Yes. Yep. And that's a big part of the problem. Yep, and it's been coming. It's been coming for a long time, Kathy. It's been coming a long time. Yeah, honey. Mm. I know. I exactly. Know but, but, like, we can blame, you know, okay, we can blame the parents, okay, they, they are giving the um, the fact that, you know, we've got the games and we're giving our kids the games and stuff. I mean, Jamie, this quite funny, I've got to tell you something very quickly. My 10-year-old daughter, the baby of the family, watched the game the other day where they were actually shooting animals, even dogs and cats and all sorts on this game. I can't remember the name of it. And um, we watched it. And Jamie said, oh, yes, that's the new game, that is. And Janet turned and she went, well, that's totally wrong. She went, I think that's totally wrong. That's not a game. That's not funny. And it's totally wrong. At the end of the day, they wouldn't like it if it was to their pets. Hmm. Wow. And she's 10. So, you know, everybody who's saying about these kids nowadays, not all the kids like that. Yep. I know. No? But I just think, going back, I think that, you know, we could go to, we're talking about schools, obviously, because of the incident that happened, but, this, you know, let's let's think about nursing homes. They they protect the old people from going out of the nursing homes for their safety, and they have the doors locked as well for the safety of people coming in. So why are they not doing that in our schools? Yep. A good point, Sue. mean? So, um, I just want everybody just to just for a few minutes, just to literally just share them up to everybody. Think about what that you say to people. Whether you're talking to people about something that you maybe you disagree with what they say, or you disagree with they disagree what you say, or you know people that are talking about this guy that shot these kids and these teachers and everything. At the end of the day, I think from today, we all need to stand together, shoulder to shoulder. I think we all need to stand up to our governments and ask them that laws need to be changed and people need to be protected and that we all need to realize that we need to be sharing love and not hate. We need to be standing together for times of change and also instead of and trying to help each other, not try and beat each other, whether it may be presents for Christmas, 
Your car's better than my car. Your house is better than my house. Get a grip. It's about sharing the love around the world and making a difference. Yeah. And, and uh, Sue, one thing I did want to say, which was brought up before, I, I, I truly do consider you and Kathy my family. Yes, me too. Mm-mm. Likewise. Yeah. I, I just think that at the end of the day, all of us in the chat room who's listening to show archives and ourselves, we all need to be grateful that we, the family members okay, that we want around us um, are here and that we haven't lost them. And I want to say to everybody that tomorrow night I am going to be doing a show about the loss of my daughter in 1996 when I lost her after two days old. Now, I'm not saying I understand totally what those in Connecticut are going through, but I know what it's like to lose a child around Christmas. And I'm not saying any time in any time of the year is a good time, but Christmas certainly isn't a good time for anybody to lose anybody. So, you know, please, all of you, come and join me tomorrow night, 9 o'clock in the UK and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, I'll be talking about my personal thoughts and how I dealt with it. And I want anybody who's gone through the same situation, or whether it's not just a baby, whether it be a family member and it knocks you or however you've dealt with it, please give us a call in 347-327-9694. I think that's been quite a good show, everybody. Yeah, it has, Sue. It has, Sue. And, it has. And, and I would like to, again, thank Brenda for calling in from Connecticut. I know it was very, it was very emotional for her, and she did say she will call in again. And she will be posting the uh, links for the, I think they have chip-ins, Going for the families there. It'll be on my the event page and on the Ask Sue Show page. Yes, definitely. And just for anybody who's friends with me on Facebook under Ask Sue Davis, I've now got a new Facebook due to Facebook messing my account up, and it's now Ask Sue, which is all one word, but with capital A, capital S. They, um, it's Ask Sue Show. So you can find me, but the links are in the Ask Sue Show group um, for my profile as well. So um, thank you very much to Cindy and Kathy for joining us tonight. Thank you, no problem. And, and listen, you know, um, in, in closing, I just like to ask everyone to pause sometime tonight and just say a simple prayer for all those affected and for the world, for all of us, for all of us. That it, yeah. I mean, this could happen to any of us. Thank right. God it did. Mm-hmm. But just please pause for a prayer tonight and. And show some love and spread some love and send some love. And I love you all, and, and thank you all so much for listening every week. Really, it means so much. Take care, Kathy. And, and, and before you go, I, I just want to say to everybody that um, there's people out there that are going through a lot of grief at this moment in time because of the fact that it's Christmas time. And, Kathy, you know you'll vouch for this. But people, yeah. you, need to, you need to remember that every time that you're running somebody down in the world, you do not know what is going on behind the scenes. So please, exactly. you go and say stuff that you don't mean or you have a go with somebody about something, firstly, it's Christmas time. Secondly, you don't know what is going on in their life, and if you haven't got anything good to say, just don't say it. Move on, unblock them, block them, unfriend them, whatever, but there's no need to this negativity. Let's realize it's Christmas time. It's about sharing the love and understanding there is people with problems behind the scenes 
artists that are struggling. And Kathy, I want to give you a big, massive hug before you go. Thank you, sweetheart. Right back at you, my love. Thank you. Okay, then, love. I'll speak to you soon. Take care, Kathy. All right. Good, Good night, everyone. Much night. love to you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Uh, thanks, Cindy, for joining us. Of course. Thanks, Cindy. Well, that was, that was an amazing show. Yeah, very, very emotional show. And Sue, once again, I want to thank you for letting us all come on and bringing us all together. And again, to Brenda, I'm sure she'll come on uh, next week, you know, to give us some accurate information. And uh, you know, it's true. Just, um, you know, just hug your loved ones. Doesn't have certainly does not have to be a family member because I know the friends I have made on. Facebook are lifetime friends, and uh, some of them I might never meet in person. But you know, something it's it's, it's a true honor to have such such loyal friends, and 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 they truly are a family. And I just want everybody to um, listen to this song that I'm posting in the chat room. It's called the Wayseers Manifesto, and it's the song that we had at the beginning of the show, and we will be having every single show. But listen to the words, listen to the lyrics. And it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. An absolutely fantastic guy called Garrett John. And he is an absolutely fantastic guy. We've had him on the show before. So please, everybody, listen to the song. And I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on a very, very special show. And I want to literally say to everybody, please, um, we're going to just have a song to finish off the show tonight. But while we're listening to the song... Let's think about all of those angels that have left this earth plane and gone over to the other side. And let's send the love out to the families, the friends, from the whole world. Let's just send love to the whole world and our thoughts and our healing prayers for every single one of us. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing the show tomorrow night, 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And Howard, thank you very much for joining us on a special show as well. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure, Sue, and I love you very much, and thank you for bringing us all together once again. Uh, okay, then, Howard. Thanks very much. Good night, Howard. Good night, my friend. Good night. Bye-bye. And thank you very much to everybody. Please join the Ask Sue show on Facebook, and I will leave you out with Angels by Robbie Williams. Good night, everybody, and please share the love tonight with everybody. Good night. There's an angel Contemplate my fate Do they know The places where we go When we're gray and old Cause I have been told That salvation Let's Thoughts running through my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it
she won't forsake me. I'm loving angels instead. When I'm feeling weak and my pain walks down one way street, I look above and I know I'll always be blessed with love. And as the feeling grows, she breathes flash to my bones. Save me. I'm loving. 